as a leader, you got to fill your own cup so mm-hmm. you can be effective. What things do you do to fill your own cup as a leader? Um, believe it or not, I do take time to have some downtime. Uh, my wife and I like to travel. Uh, we will um, like to get out. And, we like to get out and go out to dinner. Now, sometimes mm-hmm. that means I have to go up north where no one's going to stop at the table and talk to me. Yes. Uh, but um, in addition to that, doing a lot of things in the community also mm-hmm. fills me. Uh, I get excitement and I get a lot of fulfillment um, when I'm, I've worked on a committee with some scholars and so, mm-hmm. and I've worked on a CTE program with the students. Uh, I've done a project and I can drive by Wheatland Plaza and see that I had a, I had a part of that. Right. Hi, my name is Dr. Mark Smith and I'm superintendent of Duncanville ISD and this is my podcast, Super Intentional. My name is Mark Smith. I'm superintendent in Duncanville ISD and this is my podcast. You know, I always say that leadership matters, that uh, everything rises or falls based on the leader. And so as a leader, you have to be super intentional in order to have any sustained success. I am so excited today to have a super intentional leader visiting with us, Mr. Kenneth Govan. I met Mr. Govan several years ago when I first became superintendent of Duncanville ISD. He has a personality that is so rich and vibrant. Uh, He can get anybody to do just about anything. So sometimes when I see him in a meeting, I kind of avoid him (laughs) because he might ask me to do something. (laughs) But, uh, But and I can't say no. So I am so excited to have you today. Good morning. You are a true leader. I know there are a lot of powerful leadership nuggets that you're going to leave us with today. So thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Let me start just by uh, talking about uh, your experience uh, in Encore. And so you are a leader in that organization. It has given you a platform to touch many, many people beyond just an, an electricity standpoint. Mm-hmm. So can you give me and our audience an understanding of what your role is in Encore and how you use that to impact people? Well, thank you. Thank you for having me here, Dr. Dr. Smith. Here, uh, I, on June 15th of this year, it'll be 30 years for me at Encore. Wow. Uh, my position is I'm the area manager for customer operations and customer service. Uh, in that role, I get the opportunity to serve as the corporate citizen for Encore in the community. With that being said, I have the opportunity to work on various boards, to um, be there as a resource, uh, not just for electricity though. I mean, I look at it as if I can work with people in regards to without what I call that trusted advisor. Absolutely. That way, it really doesn't matter what the situation is. I can be there as a community person to help people answer questions. As the, with elected officials, when their citizens have a question and they call me, mm-hmm. that way I'm helping that elected official. I'm helping that community in regards to that. Mm-hmm. I can't talk to 30,000 citizens at one time, but I can talk to that elected official that's going to get that information out mm-hmm. to those 30,000 people. You know, leadership is about influence, your ability to influence others. Mm-hmm. You are an influencer. I've seen that. So how do you go about influencing others in the community, 
influencing others in your uh, scope of the leadership role you have in Encore or, or just as Mr. Kenneth Govan, impacting people in such a way that you make a positive impact on their life? Very good question. A lot of times it is that it's that networking and that con and being able to connect mm -hmm. when it's you don't have to always agree with everyone. But if you have that solid component in regards to you both want, want what's best for the community, mm -hmm. even though they're different ideas, mm -hmm. it's a form of respect. It's a form of a lot of people will know that if I'm asking you to participate, if I'm asking you to be involved, it's because it's for the better of the community. Mm -hmm. I, I've prayed and I've worked very hard to make sure that I have and I've developed that reputation that mm -hmm. people know uh, if I'm doing something, I'm trying to better something either for the scholars of the ISD, mm -hmm. for the economic development of the community, or in, in, our, in our retrospect, in regards to safety, in regards mm -hmm. to Encore in the community. Mm -hmm. We look at everything from even from the way my, my, my trucks drive down the street in, right. a, in, in a community right. to make sure that we're actually part of that component to make things that the best Southwest region is a mm -hmm. great place to live, work, and play. Mm -hmm. Once we get into those things, mm -hmm. we, go, we go with that. You know, you serve on many boards, uh, obviously your role in leadership and Encore, and as a leader, you have to deal with many things that leaders in any organization has to deal with. Correct. The one thing that I think about is the perception. How do you manage perception? You know, if, if, if someone has a negative perception about maybe Encore and the customer service piece mm -hmm. or the economic development aspect, I'm always curious how other leaders manage perception. How do you, what has worked for you in managing perception? Showing up. That's uh, powerful. I can't, I can't stop someone. Someone's, someone's perception of a situation is their reality. Right. So a lot of times it's, it's not me walking up and telling you you're wrong in regards to this. Because I can't tell you you're wrong about how you feel. Mm -hmm. What we can look at is maybe look at the situation. I bring facts in regards to what exactly happened, what we're exactly looking at. Mm -hmm. And then we try to work on that in regards to making sure that you can have a different perception or a different experience mm -hmm. with that. Mm -hmm. uh, as you said, I have different roles. One of the roles that I have is I'm also chairman of the advisory committee for Charlton Methodist Hospital, mm -hmm. Methodist Charlton Hospital. Sure. And a lot of times people will say, well, no, that's a bad hospital, that's this. I understand, I recognize that things have happened at the hospital back in the 80s or, in mm -hmm. or, in, or early 90s that I can't do anything about. Mm -hmm. But what we can look at is we can recognize what happened, mm -hmm. let you know exactly what we're doing to address those situations, mm -hmm. and actually put it in, put it in the in the whole atmosphere right. that this is what we're looking at going forward. You know, since I've become chair, we've, we're, we're spending $71 million on the new emergency room. Wow. We got five point, we got $5 million on the new oncology center. Mm -hmm. Those are the kind of things that we have to put as in facts mm -hmm. with the community and let them know mm -hmm. this is what we're doing. Mm -hmm. We have uh, uh, medical specialists from all over the country that have relocated just to mm -hmm. work at Methodist Charlton. Mm -hmm. So those are the things that we're looking at uh, and with Encore. Mm -hmm. I can have the electricity on. My literally, my rate for electricity is ninety nine point six seven four percent. Your electricity will come on ninety nine percent of the time. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, when you come home and you've spent three hundred dollars worth of groceries, you have you come home or you got something to do at home or your favorite show is on TV. That point mm -hmm. one percent, right? <laughs> when right. electricity does not come on, right. we're the worst company in the world. Yeah. So I have to work with that in regards to that. I have to explain what happened. Explain what we're gonna do. And it may not be me, but I also have our crews yeah. out there explaining to yeah. customers 
what we're going to do. Absolutely. So showing up, yeah. not, not, not going behind and going away yes. whenever, when a problem comes in. It's great to be right. out there shaking hands and kissing babies, mm-hmm. but the real customer service is what happens right. after the effect. Right. How do we treat you after something happens? Right. And that's more of what, that's, that's really what I, I like to get involved in. That is so powerful for those of us that are in leadership showing up. I like that term because it's all about being present, being aware, correct, and then doing something. Mm-hmm. And so you talked about having data and the facts. Those are awesome nuggets for us mm-hmm. to take away as a leader. Um, you mentioned economic development. Correct. That's, um, that's such an interesting topic and is so important to any city. Mm-hmm. And so I'd be curious what your thoughts are about Duncanville, our school district, uh, the impact of the economic development initiatives that you're working on. Okay. As part of that, again, again, it sounds like that I, I, I never work for Encore anymore, but uh, <laughs> another role that I have is I'm also president of the Duncanville Economic Development Board. Yes. And one of the things that we also look at is uh, housing prices, retail, uh, companies relocating to Duncanville. But a part of that, and a major part of that, is the ISD. Mm-hmm. The reason why I like doing things in partnership is because people look at the whole aspects of a city. Right. When you have a company that wants to relocate to Duncanville or somebody who wants to start something in Duncanville, they're going to look at the scholars of the ISD because that's sure. going to be their future workforce. Absolutely. Even if it's a part-time, even if it's a part-time position while they're on the summer or after school. So we work with that in regards to working with kids, in regards to scholars, in regards to customer service. Um, A lot of times people don't understand that if I have a bad experience at the Whataburger in Duncanville, I'm not going to stop going to Whataburger. I'm going to stop going to Whataburger in Duncanville. Absolutely. And that does nothing but hurt the community here. Mm-hmm. So I look at in regards to the growth of a business coming here, you have to look at what the community needs. Um, economic development has a large, large facet in regards to not just uh, making money in a community, but creating that lifestyle that people want to live here. Mm-hmm. And so I work with that in regards to that's that part of the live, work, and play right. in, the, right. in a region. Right. Uh, and I take that very seriously. Right. Um, I, I'm extremely proud of the new development in regards to uh, economic development for the Wheatland Plaza. Mm -hmm. That was something that was, people always say you want businesses to come to a town. Right. But the challenge with that is if you're coming from Dallas and you're coming down Wheatland and the first thing you saw was the Wheatland Plaza across the street from Reed Middle School. Absolutely. And it was blank. It was dark. It was, you know, companies in there were out of business and in big boxes. Before they even get to their site that they want to look at, they already have a preconceived notion Mm -hmm. in regards to Duncanville. And as I said before, your perception is your reality in regards to that. So now all of a sudden you were pumped about coming to Duncanville because you saw it on paper, you saw Mm -hmm. it on on videos, Mm -hmm. but now that you're driving in the city, that's a different look. Mm -hmm. That was why it was very important for me in regards to that Wheeling Plaza because that's part of economic development. We are so excited about that. When I first heard about that, of course it's going to be, a big attraction. Our school, Reed Middle School, sits mm-hmm. right across the street. Mm-hmm. So I'm really looking forward to that. Um, you touched on the workforce mm-hmm. and how important it is for us as school people to understand what you, as a business person, what you need in terms of the workforce. I would be curious from your leadership perspective, 
what would you say we need to do in public schools to make sure our students are prepared to contribute positively to the workforce? Again, I go back to that partnership. Mm-hmm. Um, what the school district, I believe, not Duncanville, any school district, mm-hmm. what needs to do is do what you do, but partner in regards to the businesses. Mm-hmm. Because I'm not there to teach, to teach students or the scholars that two plus two is four. Mm-hmm. But what I am there to do is prepare them in regards to the matrix of when they work for, i.e. Encore, mm-hmm. what I need for you to do there. Mm-hmm. Um, that partnership in regards to the ISD promoting and letting businesses know what you're doing mm-hmm. to prepare the students that can learn what I need for them to learn once mm-hmm. they get to Encore. Mm-hmm. Once they know that, and again, I'm a relationship person. Yes. Um, things always don't go right. Right. But when you have that relationship with people, then people can, somebody can come to you and say, mm-hmm. well, Dr. Marks, I heard mm-hmm. this and I had a scholar that did this. Mm-hmm. Tell me what you're doing in regards to educating the students. Absolutely. When that being said, Dr. Marks' word carries a lot of weight, especially with me. Right. <laughs> but a lot of times when companies are looking at just that background, mm-hmm. um, the reputation of the ISD carries a lot of weight. Mm-hmm. The partnerships they have with ISD going to higher education, mm-hmm. the partnership they have in regards to physical skills, in regards mm-hmm. to the logistics of what they're doing, mm-hmm. that carries a lot of weight mm-hmm. in regards to that. Uh, educate and promote exactly what the ISD is, is doing to, right. for, for those students. Right. Um, I love the idea. I love the, the sports and, and the sports that we have behind uh, Duncan, in Duncanville. But there are a lot of students that are graduating that are not has to do with sports, and they're they're getting scholarships to these to these uh, large and Ivy League schools, and we need to be sure that corporate America knows that. Absolutely, we need to be sure that people who have a small company but they're hiring and they want to know uh, what background do you have. Mm-hmm. They need to know that reputation in regards to that. You know, as you were sharing that thought, I was thinking about um, the millennials, and mm-hmm. I was thinking about the Gen Zers and their whole approach to the workforce and um, how they approach everything, really. Mm-hmm. And so as a leader, from a, uh, whether it be economic development-wise or even, even in Encore in your mm-hmm. role, you know, how, do you, how do you communicate with, with, a, with a Gen Z or a millennial who you know, may not be interested in being in any one company or teaching in any one school district for 25, 30 years anymore. Mm-hmm. They don't have a problem going from one job to the next job to the next job. And it has an impact on how we can sustain our success. So I'm just curious as a leader, how do you address that piece that is so critical? A lot of times it's, it's about their experience. Mm-hmm. It's about their experience. <clears throat> Uh, you're right. You know, I have um, I have a, a two 23 year olds, yes. uh, a 20 year old and, and an 18 year old. Uh, they are not interested in starting somewhere and being there 30 years later. Absolutely. They laugh at daddy because that's I've, I've been yes. there and I've been very comfortable with that. Yes. Um, but they they also also, you know, instilling them that you have to have that experience in regards to who you are. Um, When you make those jumps and you make those leaps, there are companies that are actually working with you in regards to that. Um, 
Encore started years ago that if you're there less than a certain number of years, when you leave, we write you a check. We don't wait mm -hmm. till you're on your retirement comes in. Uh, that promotes that. Um, but, but with that being said, there is the experience they want to in regards to doing that. Yes. Um, you have to be dedicated to not just your, that job, but that, but that industry. You have to be able to willing to make that dedication to the industry. Mm -hmm. uh, that's when you get those kind of abilities. Yes. Um, yes. When I first started, that's what people started. They got into a job and they wanted to be there forever. Right. Because it was stability. <clears throat> right. It was stability. You know, I've never went hungry. I've never missed a meal. Yes. As you can see. <laughs> so, but what we're looking at now going forward is that contribution to that, 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 uh, scholar future workforce person has to the industry not just mm -hmm. the company mm -hmm. you know you have touched on how you go about filling everybody else's cup as a leader you got to fill your own cup so mm -hmm. you can be effective what things do you do to fill your own cup as a leader um believe it or not i do take time to have some downtime uh, my wife and i like to travel uh, we will um, like to get out and we like to get out and go out to dinner. Now, sometimes mm -hmm. that means I have to go up north where no one's going to stop at the table and talk to me. Yes. Uh, but um, in addition to that, doing a lot of things in the community also mm -hmm. fills me. Uh, I get excitement and I get a lot of fulfillment um, when I'm. I've worked on a committee with some scholars and so, and I've worked on a CTE program with the students. Uh, I've done a project and I can drive by Wheatland Plaza and see that I had, a, I had a part of that. Right. Um, even if it's too with economic development and we get a new, you know, 50, 50, 60, 70,000 square foot warehouse. And I know I've worked with people in regards to getting that economic development to the community. Mm -hmm. Um, my last thing that I actually do is I'm also a board chair of the credit union in, in, in Lancaster, Texas. Wow. You know, and I can sit down and we, we put together financial literacy for high school students or mm -hmm. even adults right. who have never really managed checkbooks. Uh, I, I get a lot in regards to that, uh, sitting down, making sure and seeing that I help someone or I help the situation. Yeah, there is definitely power in helping others. Mm -hmm. Um so you have so many roles in the community, uh, and I enjoy all of those roles. But mm -hmm. there is one role that you have I really want to talk about because okay. it helps me. Okay. And that's your role as a parent of a scholar in Duncanville ISD. Yes. So um, what has that experience been like? Uh, my son, Alonzo, is a senior, uh, he's a, but he's also uh, in the collegiate program mm -hmm. um, at, with, at Mountain View. Um, that experience has been, he has in his junior and senior year, he's went, he's went through the COVID. Yes. Um, him being at home and learning virtual was different for me. Mm -hmm. Um, that was something that we had to pay attention in regards to make sure he stayed on track. Right. Um, the ISD was very good in regards to sending out information, um, what needs to be done. Um, you trust your child, mm -hmm. but you trust your child as far as you can think the thinking, the trusty thinking Absolutely. of a teenager. Absolutely. And so you want to be sure he's looking at, you know, I don't have to get up and go to school this morning. Right. I'm looking at colleges are still looking at you and how you're 
Absolutely. acting in this in this situation. It wasn't a challenge in regards to it, but it was something that was just different. Um, I lucked out because I was also being able to stay at home, so right. we still had that interaction. <laughs> Uh, but the teachers, I've, I've had several visits up with, at the school. Mm-hmm. Uh, they knew who I was. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's key. Um, my mother, my my wife is a teacher. My mother's a teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, his grandmother's a teacher. Um, the big thing is making sure that, you know how people say you, you should always know the person in charge? Absolutely. I kind of flip that. Uh-huh. I always say the person in charge needs to know you. Right. And so we made wow. sure the principal, the teachers at the school knew who we were. Mm-hmm. If there was a challenge, if there was a question we needed to have done, mm-hmm. the, the, the teacher, the principal, the counselor knew they could always reach mm-hmm. out and, and ask mm-hmm. us or to have a conversation with mm-hmm. us. So at Duncanville, we, are, we always had that. We yeah. had a very good experience yeah. in regards yeah. to that. You know, oftentimes from a parent perspective, you know, there is a hesitancy uh, and possibly maybe a fearfulness about coming to the school or and getting engaged in their kids' education. It's tough for many parents who are juggling work, juggling as many things as you are responsible mm-hmm. for and as many people as you're responsible for, but not forgetting about your own. You know, if there was a leadership nugget that you could leave with parents of how to balance all of that, and how you've been able to uh, successfully do that? Uh, what would that What would that be? I think that would be manage your manage your skill that you have. Mm-hmm. I don't mind talking to people. I don't mind uh, going to a meeting. Some people not like that, mm-hmm. but there is a, a way that you do it. Again, your perception is your reality in regards right. to that. Um, don't always do it like somebody else did it. You may have a different way in regards to the communication with your, with your teacher, mm-hmm. with your, with your scholar's teacher, mm-hmm. or with your scholar's counselor. Be sure you home in on what makes you comfortable in regards to that. Uh, don't leave it blank though. Again, like I said before, mm-hmm. show up. Right. If whether it is on, whether it's on email, whether it's in person, but don't just visit your school or don't just interact with your teacher, your, your scholar's teacher when you're upset about something. Mm-hmm. If you interact with your teacher, your counselor, your principal, when everything is great and you're just having conversations, when something does not go the way you think it should go, that's not, the, that's not your first time meeting that person, mm-hmm. meeting that teacher. Mm-hmm. And that's not the teacher's first time meeting you. Mm-hmm. So now it's a conversation. Now right. it's not a, I'm mad at this and I'm not right. going to do this and you're right. not going to do this to my right. child. Right. It is Dr. Marks, I don't understand what happened. What's going on with this? How are we, right. how are we doing this? And, and because we have that relationship, mm-hmm. as my trusted advisor for school, right. I can say, really? I didn't see it that way. Right. And that gets a lot more right. in regards to getting things done. Yes. Because your one and only mission in regards to that for you and I yeah. is my scholar. Absolutely. That's the whole point. Everything else is, is just support in regards to it. Yeah. The one and only thing is that scholar. And once you get from that, that's when people get kind of off, off, the, off the bidding path. Right. So I think that one nugget would be make sure that as a, as a, as a community, everyone mm-hmm. has, an assignment, has an assignment. Everyone sure. can do the same thing. Be sure you do yours in regards to what it, what it takes for your scholar to do what it to, to, to achieve Those what they need to. Very powerful nuggets for parents, for anyone in a leadership position, you know, showing up, uh, understanding the value of people and relationships. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
you can never go wrong if you prioritize uh, those pieces. So and, that and, is awesome. And, yeah. and, and last thing is a lot of times you have to understand the person you're talking to. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't talk to all my board members. I can't talk to all people who work for me. Mm-hmm. I can't talk to all the staff who do who I interact with. You have to know you have to know your audience. Mm-hmm. You have to know exactly who you're dealing with and their strengths and their weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Some people you talk to, they can't take constructive criticism. Right. So it's all in how you talk with them in regards to that. Um, leading in a crisis is, is, is a challenge. It is always mm-hmm. easy to lead when things are going well, when everybody's happy, when everybody's smiling and giving you those attaboys. Mm-hmm. Um, but when a crisis comes, uh, that's really the test uh, of a leader. And so in your multifaceted roles throughout the community, you've had many, many crises come your way. Mm-hmm. Is there something for us as leaders that you've seen that you go your go-to to help you manage and work your way through a crisis? To manage before the crisis happens. It's powerful. The thing about it is, is I guarantee you, no matter what you do, no matter what role you have, no matter who you're dealing with, a crisis is going to come. If you wait until that crisis comes to have that relationship with the people that you're going to have to work with, mm-hmm. it's going to, it's the, the crisis is going to, is going to take you. Absolutely. Uh, I, I make a point in regards to making and developing those relationships uh, with, with, the, uh, with my colleagues at Encore, mm-hmm. with my colleagues in the community, uh, with the elected officials. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I, like I said before, what you don't want is to have a, a crisis to, to occur and to show up, and that's when you meet mm-hmm. the elected officials or the, right. the principal at your school. Right. Um, a lot of times people feel like, well, everything is great. I don't need to talk to nobody. I don't need to do that. And I think that's what people make the mistake at mm-hmm. because you should always want to know Right. Who you're going to deal with and what's going on. Now, a lot of times it's, it's going to be years before anything happens, mm-hmm. but it's well worth it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You have provided us so many powerful nuggets. And so um, for those that are tuning in to our podcast, for me, uh, I've sitting here just listening, just reflecting, showing up, mm-hmm. uh, the power of relationships. Mm-hmm. Uh, how you fill your cup by investing in others. Those are powerful nuggets for any leader that if you want to get results in anything, you have to really do those things exceptionally well. Correct. You have done that. And I want to thank you for sharing those nuggets with us and with our audience. Thank you. Thank you. Um, My name is Mark Smith. We have had the pleasure to uh, visit with Kenneth Govan, who you know and now is involved in so many areas in our community and touches so many people. He exemplifies leadership and what this podcast is really all about. Leadership matters. You've seen the impact that Mr. Govan has had on leadership. So his leadership matters. We always say that everything rises and falls or rises or falls based on the leader. And so to have success on any sustained capacity, you have to be super intentional about your leadership. Mr. Govan, thank you for being super intentional and for sharing those nuggets with us here today. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it very much. Absolutely. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Super Intentional with Dr. Mark Smith. Go ahead, like, comment, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you're listening on audio platforms, be sure to subscribe and rate the episodes. Follow us on all social media platforms.